Well, here I am at episode 10, or entry 10, into my father's tales in April of 2020 as we remain on lockdown um, for the COVID-19 virus here in the Palm Beaches and trying to be productive and use my time uh, without just wasting it. (laughs) But I do want to talk for a moment about Uh, episode 9. I need to add something that's pretty important, actually. In telling the story about my father with the guy that tried to rob him when he followed him into my dad's business and he wanted the money from the machines, uh, the vending machines, uh, I failed to mention one really important piece of that. The guy was armed. Otherwise, it would have been a different story for my dad. Uh, So my dad not only pops him in the legs, but uh, he had to to take the gun and, and remove it from the guy's, you know, person. <laughs> and so that was a, a different scenario than if he had just, you know, hit the guy and then my dad. It would have been a very different story for my father. The one about the, the in the park was uh, completely the way that it was. Uh, according to what I read in the paper and what my family told me, the, the piece of that that I definitely know would play out differently today. The criminal, the person, the purse snatcher would have ended up being the victim and it would have, my dad would have been in trouble for, uh, for being the one to get the woman's purse and detain the guy uh, until the police got there. So it's not anything that could be done today because it would be, it would be turned on my dad. So not not something that would play out the same way today. So I needed to add those two things. I have a lot of things on my list. I want to talk about my dad and dancing. Everyone could dance in the family (laughs) on my mother's side and all of us. So I feel like sometimes I was born dancing. But he really couldn't. But here again was the thing about him. He got tired of sitting and watching other people dance. And so he, I was young when he told my mother that he wanted to learn how to dance. And they did. Uh, she taught him how to dance in the living room, fast and slow. And that's not to say that he was a, a, you know, he burned up the dance floor or anything like that. But because it didn't come natural to him, he didn't have that natural flow. He had rhythm. He just didn't, he couldn't relax into it. He wasn't comfortable, but he did it nonetheless, and both fast and slow. And he didn't just get out there and do the swaying back and forth. He did actual steps, the two-step. He did actual dance moves. And so that was pretty cool. But, you know, as, as proud as you are of your parents, at times, when you're children, you're really proud of them. When you're adults, you're really proud of, of things that they do and the things that you know they went through to, for you and all of that. But as a kid, there are times when you're not. You know, you're not. You, you think your parents don't know anything. And my friends always really liked my parents, but they could embarrass me. And like all kids, you know, because they don't know anything. And uh, one of the trips when we went uh, 
to visit my grandparents in southeast Texas in the Piney Woods and the hills and the dales and the, the deep sand beds that were there. Not only did they have red clay dirt, but they had sand, like ocean sand, white, pristine sand beds that were fabulous to play in. And there was one area that had this little creek that ran through it. It was called Deer Creek because deer would come in and drink water there. And it was ice cold. It was freezing cold, but it had a, a bridge, a little bridge that went over it. And uh, it was a little wooden bridge. And, oh, my gosh, I loved to go there. I would get my parents to take me there because it was close to my grandparents' home, but not really close enough for me to walk uh, alone or be there alone anyway. So they would always take me there, and I'd jump off the off the bridge, and I there were pictures somewhere of me mid jump, daddy, you know, me on the bridge jumping in the water, and it was freezing cold. But one summer we were there, and some there were some other kids involved in this, and our car was not big enough to take all these kids to to Deer Creek. But we all wanted to go. We were clamoring to go. So Daddy said, you know, he, we would get in my grandfather's car, who, I don't know what it was. I, I truly don't know. But it was, the the back seat was like a living room. And it had a, if you know the, the way Volvos looked way, way, way back in the day with the curved top, kind of like a, a Volkswagen Beetle, but really big, that kind of shape, curvy top. And it had, it was huge, and so we could all pile in the front of the back, you know, we could all be there, and so he pulled off into this deep bed of sand, and when we finished playing, I'm sure my grandfather appreciated a bunch of wet kids in his car, because back in the day, those seats were cloth. I'm sure they had some kind of protection there, because my parents would not have done anything like make his car a mess, but, uh, we, uh, it ended up, some of the kids were, were I guess, going to go with their parents. They weren't going to be back in, in my grandparents' car. So there weren't as many kids. And so uh, but some of the kids were in the front seat and, and few were in the back. And we were stuck. We were, he tried to, to move the car out. And while we were there, the car had sank down into the, into the sand. And he said, okay everyone get in the back seat. Everyone. I don't care how you do it, but everyone get in the back seat. And I thought, oh, my dad is so embarrassing. Oh, my God, he's so embarrassing. So he said, if we can get that enough weight in that in back there, we can get out of this. And I, I you know, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Dad. So we did. We all, everyone piled in the adults that were there. Everyone piled in the back and squeezed it in there. He gave it gas. And out we came instantly. So they gave me a little more faith because I was, you know, I was a pretty young kid. But uh, another time that it's like, oh, why is it always my, you know, why is it always my parents doing this? A big group of people, very very large group, were going to go to a lake uh, in the in the Fort Worth area, a, a beach area with sand and and beach chairs, and it was really nice back in the day. I have no idea uh, if that's still, I'm sure it's not still there, but people went there and, 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 and rented, you know, water devices and stuff, but it mainly was for swimming. And so they got all the kids together. It's like, oh my, why is it always my, my family? And he said, all right, 
Everybody buddy up. This is going to be the buddy system. So when you're in the water, and again, you have to remember, I was young, I hadn't heard of the buddy system. You will have a buddy. And so when you're out there playing, because there's so many of you, and the adults could get distracted and, and uh, cooking and, you know, being social with each other. If you lose sight of your buddy, you have to, you know, report it. And I thought, oh, my God, it's the buddy system. Oh, how dumb, how dumb, how dumb. And, of course, not that much later, you know, I found out through various means, oh, yeah, the buddy system is used <laughs> in many, many ways. But it's always when your parents pull this stuff in front of your friends, it's incredibly embarrassing. You just, you think that that your dad and your mother it don't know anything. I mean, they don't know as much as as other people. <laughs> other people's parents are cooler. And then, you know, you realize, you know, your friends like them and stuff. And my dad had a pair of sunglasses that he would wear a lot. He, he wore prescription glasses. And so instead of taking them off, he would just wear them. At, 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 you know, he would come inside and he would still have them on. He would wear them outside and stuff. And that always made me so crazy. It made me so crazy because I just, but the thing is, is that they, they're really cool sunglasses that Gary would, could pull off right now and look really good in. But it's like, oh, I hated those sunglasses. It's like, stop wearing those sunglasses. I didn't get in trouble with my dad very much. I really didn't. And he, you know, he had expectations uh, of of us. He table manners were manners. I grew up with them. Having manners and respect for adults, having respect for where you were, how you behaved. You could always behave like a lady, you know, and and, and we could go down that road, but I, I won't. But, you know, have some class, behave with class, behave yourself. Could, we can go anywhere and you know how to act. N knew how to set the table the proper way with the forks on one side and the knife and spoon on the other and then have the glasses. You know, all of these things were important. Well, to both my parents, but I'm talking about my dad right now. And the funny thing about that, learning these certain ways of, uh, my mom was kind of the one that was responsible for, I literally learned how to walk with a book on my head, so you had great posture, but you also didn't bob around and have duck feet and things like that. You walked with your feet straight ahead, and when you stopped, there was a certain stance that you, you still do that. After these millions of years when I was learning, you still do it. It is still used. If you look in photos People still do it. People in business, people. It's still done. And when I was at the Dallas Morning News, we literally taught a class and handed out materials on how to how to behave at a banquet, how to know when you sit at a at a, a table for ten in a circle, a, a topper of ten, and that's a circle at a banquet. And all the dishes are together and the glasses and the bread and the bread plate. How do you know which one is which? Is it to the left, to the right? Which one is your bread? Which one is your water? All of these things that I learned. And my boss even said that. She said she, she went by the same philosophy that Nordstrom's used. 
she liked to hire people who had already been trained and trained you know pretty well by their parents and so while I got all of that great training uh, from at home uh, it still played well for me in my career especially at, at certain times of my career where these things were really important how to behave and conduct yourself but there was one time when I really did get in trouble with my dad really he corporal punishment I got a spanking it wasn't horrible or anything like that but he did apply hand to ass to give me a spanking through my clothes of course but he had said specifically they were building a house beside us and the foundation was up and it was a really high foundation and he said uh, that I could go out and play but I could not get on that foundation because it was dangerous because they had stuff inside the you, I could kill myself I could have died and uh, just falling and, and being impaled on something that was inside uh, being you know waiting to go on this foundation and I was with another person uh, was there were two of us and went straight to the foundation against his wishes and again you know I was I was pretty young at that time I was probably uh, about uh, seven or eight years old something like that I'm not uh, about that and uh, he and we started running on chasing around the foundation and of course <clears throat> she fell I wasn't the one that fell she actually fell but she got she got hurt she bunged her leg up pretty pretty seriously it wasn't broken but it was it was uh, you know she had an injury there and there was blood involved and all of that <clears throat> and a lot of crying and screaming and carrying on and it, and my dad you know came out hearing the screaming and my mother was gone and that's why he he was in charge <laughs> that day and I'm sure it scared him to death screaming children he always did and, and now as a, as a mother myself through the years and a grandmother I get it I get why he was like stop the screaming but um, he uh, uh, he I was in trouble and I knew I was in trouble and, and while I wasn't hurt and he was relieved I still got a spanking uh, for that and it's the only one I ever got in my whole life and because it, you know, I guess I didn't need it when <clears throat> whatever was uh, not something that, that was required, but I did get in trouble and uh, I deserved it, I guess. Uh, I didn't think so at the time, but it, and it, I think more the pain of the, you know, spanking me through my clothes, it couldn't have hurt that much, even from my dad. It was the disappointment that he was spanking me, it was a shock. It was a shock, but I guess probably one I never forgot, if you think, <laughs> I really thought about it. Anyway, <clears throat> that is episode 10, My Father's Tales.